GOB 91 Snap Happy Birders The photo revolution took off when we no longer needed to buy film. When I was given my birthday box brownie, it took me about two months to use up the first film. 1960s 11-year-olds didn't take many snaps. When developing the film cost nearly as much as the camera, I was never going to be prolific. I remember seeing a wedding photographer with his auto wine going full blast and thinking he must be really earning it to go through film that fast. Nowadays, the average 11-year-old takes more pictures in a week than I did in my first year, but like fashion, most shots are ephemera, discarded moments after they're taken. The rest stack up on an iPhone, only to be lost forever when the kid gets mugged. When I started birding, only pros took photographs of birds. They need a lot of patience, a hide, and a mortgage finance long lens. Sometime during the last decade, birding seems to have become more of a photo shoot, with every man and his dog carrying a telephoto lens and digiscopers using their smartphones. Forums, blogs and mailing groups abound with bird photographs ranging from the breathtaking to the frankly risible. Many seem to have forgotten that high-tech and a steady hand may give you a crisp image, but it doesn't turn you into an artist. However, sometimes just having the means to take a photograph turns people into birding paparazzi of the worst kind. Our celebrities are the scarce or vagrant birds migrating in the wrong direction or blown here by a storm. They now get hounded from bush to bush like a drunken starlet in a low-cut gown. The indefensible behaviour occasionally hits the headlines or even results in an unpleasant confrontation, but that's not the worst of it. Unfortunately, such vagrant birds are probably not destined to live long and most will never find a home. What bothers me, greatly and increasingly, is that fieldcraft is disappearing along with courtesy and common sense. Everyday birds get pushed off their perches by camera-toting birders. In breeding season I fear for cuckoos and turtle doves that attract this new breed of shooters. Last year I watched a camera-toting ignoramus walk the length of a chained-off path to take pictures of a bearded tit. I say ignoramus as he was blissfully unaware that what he was doing was not only bad form, but completely illegal. The path was there for rebed maintenance, not public access, and anyway, such birds are always off-limit. Disturbing them is more than foolish, it's birding folly. I've often been asked by non-birders if I take photographs. Would they ask golfers if they take photographs of bulls disappearing down a hole? Photography is a completely separate activity, Moreover, we need law to enforce the country code and a ban on cameras in breeding season. Most birders who take up photography wouldn't dream of doing anything to harm a bird. But photographers who take pictures of birds seem unaware of the harm they can do. I recently drove a mile-long reserve entrance track with regular signs telling people to stay in their car and use it as a hide. My reward was five short-eared owls hunting together. That is, until two cars pulled up. One lady hopped out of her car and leant over the roof to take a picture. The other idiot leapt out of his car, pulled up the tailgate to get out his long lens. Of course, by the time they were ready, the birds had flown and there was a staff member there to tick them off for their foolishness.